welcome to Couple Skate. Uh, this is, uh, so uh, years ago, we had a popular podcast called Couple Skate that we're, was like three years running. Yeah, I think I was trying to remember if we started in 2015 or 2016. Yeah, I can't remember either, but it... Um, it was a long-running, long run, very popular years, maybe, podcast. Very popular. <laughs> um, but we, it's, I, it's up on iTunes, and then the sound, it's on my SoundCloud as well. I just never, it never occurred to me that I should be like, "Hey, new fans, uh, this is Couple Skate, and this is Jocelyn. She goes by Pidge also on Twitter, and um, and we've been friends for a very long time. We had a podcast, and now you know. Now you know what this is and what we're doing." <laughs> And we brought the podcast back after realizing that everybody has a podcast. Yeah. And, oh, wait, we used to have a podcast. And we never really, we never, like, formally stopped doing no. it. We just kind of got busy with other things. And, and Emma was traveling all the time. And We just kind of, it kind of, like, I, when I saw how long it had been since we'd done one, I was shocked. I would have told you eight months. <laughs> and I was like, three years? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know where any of that time went, but... Yeah, yeah, so we decided to start doing it again, and it's been such a delight, and I didn't even realize how much I missed it until we started doing it, and I was like, oh, this is this empty spot that I've had for a while, so so you can listen to the old episodes. Also, um, any of the live streams now are up as new episodes, so if you're like, I love y'all, but I cannot sit through the poor sound quality of your live streams, hey, we get it, it's fine, um, you can listen to the podcast, which will go up in the following week, a week after the live stream, so. And welcome to Couple. Skate. And welcome to Couple Skate. <laughs> we actually came up with the name for the podcast before we had a podcast because we were doing some kind of a radio um, fundraiser. Oh yeah. And we were sitting there like being hilarious on the radio. Yeah. And somebody said to us, "You guys should have a podcast." And I was like, "Yeah, we should." And we should call it Couple Skate. I don't remember. So I think we were talking about roller skating. Yeah, and just like that how that kids like don't get to have that thing anymore like for us my our generation it was such a big deal to like pick somebody out at the roller <laughs> rink and be like hey do you want to do a couple of skate if one comes on and they'd be like okay and then you'd hold but hands really you usually slowly. end up with your girlfriend yeah i'm saying that like anybody couple skated with me not very many people did i had uh coke bottle glasses <laughs> and severe acne at around the couple skating age so i mostly couple skated by myself very confidently out there yeah, um, I was always with my girlfriend, and I was a very confident skater. I was an amazing skater, mm. and I have actually thought about because it's like kind of trendy right now. Yeah, um, I've thought about getting my skates out. Oh yeah, and going over to the like playground and skating around. My family uh, a couple years ago started doing our like family thing was to go to the roller rink again. We were like, this was so fun when we were kids. Let's start doing it with our kids, and we started going. And the first time I brought Alex. Um, I was like, my family, they're pretty good skaters, <laughs> just so you know, we're pretty good. And he was like, okay, and then he's one of those guys, like, do you remember the guy at the roller rink who would be, like, going backwards and, like, flipping around and, like, doing hops and stuff? That's Alex. He's wow. that guy. He's very good. So it was pretty, it was, I was very impressed. He's doing backward crossovers, the whole bit. He played roller hockey. Oh, wow. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I could do it now. Because those muscles are very specific. Yeah. But it's such good exercise, and it's so fun. Yeah, we should. I don't have I don't have a pair of skates anymore, but every time we go, I'm always like, damn it, I, I should get a pair of skates. Because yeah. I'm still pretty good. Like, I'm not... I played ice hockey, um, and I'm still pretty good, but not like I what I used to I played roller hockey when I lived in Tucson. 
And that's when I was, let's see, how old was I? It was, I guess, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. So that's probably the last time I was competently on skates. And Although, my, we were skating around. My brother is an amazing skater last year on my birthday. It, we were skating around, and um, he was, like, doing crossovers in front of me because I can't do them backwards anymore. I, I, like, and I'm a little too scared to, like, really get into him because I'm like, no, I don't want to fall. And he was doing them around me. He's like, stop being such a chicken. Stop being such a chicken. And he fell and broke his arm because oh we're old now. And that's, that's what, what I'm happens. so worried about yeah. is that I'm going to – so this is what's happened to me on a couple of occasions is I've seen people my age do something – that they used to be really good at and are still are still confident that they can do well and then their bodies just completely fail them yeah and like me with the back handspring <laughs> oh my god this was like exactly. four three years ago four years ago because you know i was in gymna gymnastics from the time i was two till i was a teenager and i always still was just as flexible and pretty you know i could do a lot of the stuff and we were at a uh, tramp indoor trampoline place and my son was like, I bet you can't do a back handspring still. And I was like, but I can. <laughs> and um, I could have done it. But when I went to go into it, about halfway through, I, I went, what the fuck am I doing? And I panicked and I landed on my neck. Ooh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I could have probably done it if I had just done, done it. But I got scared and I landed right on my neck and I was jacked up. And I'm lucky, like. That's the kind of injury you are like, and then I was fucked up for the rest of my life. Yeah. But it was, it took like two months and it was, I hurt my shoulder, hurt my neck. Everything was super compacted and sore. After that, I was like, you're not a gymnast anymore. I'm not No, but you think you can. You're like, I could always oh, I do that. Feel, it was so easy. It felt like at the time. And it's always like involves the kids, mm -hmm. which is why Bodie got a new longboard and Dave didn't have insurance yet. And I was like, nope. <laughs> you cannot go on the nope. longboard. No you think longboards. you can go on the longboard, but you will like step off of it in a really weird way. And this happened to me with another old boyfriend. He had been a skater for his whole life. Then he's 40 and gets on a skateboard and breaks his leg and now has pins oh, yeah. in his ankle from doing this. You know, it's just like, at yeah, there's something cool. I feel like that's at least like if you're like, yeah, I got, I hurt myself skating. I have respect for you that. But, like, Alex, the other day, down in our basement, there's a step. He moved it out of the way because he was cleaning something. Then didn't move the step back. So when he went to go down the stairs, like, you know, which is the worst feeling. Oh so instead of going like this, it should go bump, bump, bump. There was missing. So he went, a bump. And he landed like a ballerina on his toe. And it's for sure broken. But it's, what a, you can't do anything when it's feet. They just send you home and go like, ah, it sucks. That's painful. So he hurt Get himself. He hurt himself doing laundry. <laughs> you know, like his, yeah, his foot is fucked up. Yeah. Dave really hurt his back. Um jumping or doing a dive off our friend's houseboat that's a cool way and we have the most amazing picture of him doing this perfect dive like with the blue sky and like all the boats behind him and he's doing this perfect dive and like his back has never been the same no it, like compacted his spine just from hitting the water yeah i mean it's like you know a two-story yeah. house in yeah. the water oh, yeah. and if you haven't been like diving Hit that you know, wrong. for a couple years or diving shallow in a pool, like he just hit it and it was a, a hard hit. I'm glad that you told me that because that is exactly how I would break my back. Because I'm always, <laughs> whenever we go swimming, I'm always like, you want to see me dive off something? Uh, and I would definitely dive off a houseboat yeah. for sure. It looks now so I'm fun. Up. And we got the best picture of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he's still just crippled from it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know. 
I, well, I, I just I love your outfit today. Oh, thank um, you. You're always so colorful. I, I love did. It. Um, I sent Emma and it's velveteen. Oh God, I love it so much. Um, I sent Emma a link to the Free People website the other night because somehow in my Instagram feed they decided that it was time for me to get a romper. That's a, is that even a romper? I feel <laughs> well, like it's, it's a like onesie a, it's a romper. Onesie? So they so they they're selling it as a romper if it's animal print. Okay. And it's called a onesie in the solid colors. Because it's like long sleeves short long sleeves long pants. Yep. But then it also had this very low V-neck which I appreciated. <laughs> I was like it's like a sexy <laughs> onesie. It's like it's, it but goes super cozy, like and like all the reviews about it are that it's just absolutely massive. Yeah. So you're supposed to order two sizes down. Wow. <laughs> I said I would be on board if it was fleece lined. If that was fleece lined, you wouldn't see me in anything else. Uh, that's what I want. It's one of those, but just fleece lined with a hood. Oh, with a hood. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds. Perfect. Well, I did. I did order it in emerald green. You did. I did. Amazing. I have been like thinking about like we talked about unitards i think last time yeah and i got some of those leggings oh you did you sent me to the j crew website i couldn't get animal animal print ones they didn't have them in my size but i got some gingham ones which sounds oh, ugly cute. but they're very no, very no. cute and they make my butt look so good people when i was taking a walk in the neighborhood they're like coming out saying <laughs> hello ask tell me what a beautiful day it is and, and you look wholesome because it's gingham it's gingham yeah it's gingham <laughs> so i look nice Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I'll I, tell you how the romper goes because, yeah. you know, I'm like, we're going into winter. <laughs> yeah. It's romping. And I've been wanting like a jumpsuit, but the jumpsuits are always fitted at the waist. Yeah. Which seems really uncomfortable to me. Like, you know, I don't yeah. necessarily if you're want. you're in a jumpsuit, you don't need a corset situation going on there. You know, yeah. to be cut off. And like a, and a button up thing. I was like, I just want it super simple. So yeah. it's like a sweatsuit. Only no, so but it's like sewn together. <laughs> that sounds, doesn't have the band. It sounds so comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So well, I got anyway. I. That was the first time I hadn't clothes shopped in so long. But you told me about their sale, so I got I got this and I got like some mom shirts, you know, and some acceptable tank tops and some things. And I got Alex a pair of uh, linen house pants, which he yeah. is loving. He's been just like so roomy, so breezy. So I got Dave some of those from Prana. Mm -hmm. And they have their like linen, um, like linen pajama pants, but they have a big, like elastic waistband. Ooh, I should have gotten him some of those. <laughs> they are amazing. He looks like a total hippie. Like that's you know, cute. Like oh, I did. Hippie. I also got a when I was probably when we about when we moved into this house in 1989. I owned um, some hippie. You know, we were surrounded by hippies. Had gotten me a tie dye Grateful Dead t-shirt that had the little bears on it that was like a crop top and I wore that it was like it was it you know how you when you're a kid you had that shirt yeah. that you wore every single day that was it was that and I they had those in the kids section I got myself one <laughs> I got myself a children's grateful that tie-dye shirt I was like hell yeah summer 1989 baby that's what we're doing yeah bringing it back bringing it back I, I, I mean it. I'm like I feel like you just don't change in your life and oftentimes you move away from things and then you refine them again, and you're like, why did I yeah. stop, you know, loving this, wearing this, wanting this? I wore every day a tie-dye shirt and capri leggings. That was my whole look all the entire time I was a child. A belly shirt, cropped, like crappie top shirt, and, and leggings every day. And that's all I'm going to do from now on. That's my whole look. Stick, sticking with that. 
Yeah, I wore leggings, but generally with a baby doll top. Yeah. Or, or like one of my favorite shirts um, ever that I felt really defined me was a, it was a button up shirt that was like a tuxedo cut. You know, yeah. with the little yeah, like, lines, like the strips or whatever, and then um, it had the like a like a tuxedo back, like the old-fashioned tuxedo back. So it was long, and it had it was tan with camels on it. Oh, that's amazing! And I love. I that. still to this day, if there is a novelty animal print, I will buy anything that has an animal on it. <laughs> Always. Like I, I just saw camel print. There needs to be think more things with camel camels. Camels are the great. Camel. I love camels. Yeah, and it was like a camel color, and it was, you know, like kind of a lightweight tuxedo shirt with leggings. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a great a, easy it's look. It's a great look. I could wear, I, if I had that shirt now and I kept it, you know, I had it when I was like 11, 12. I bet it would still fit. Yeah, I would still love it. So <laughs> I love it because like I, it's like I can picture you in it, and also I can picture MC Hammer. <laughs> It just seems well, like something. I did have hammer pants. I was oh, the first, for sure. first girl at my school that had hammer pants, and everybody made fun of me. And then, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Took about two months, and then everybody had hammer pants. See, that was my sister. My sister was very, very fashion forward. She was first. They teased her. I just did whatever she did because she was, she was always cool. She always knew the cool music. She always knew cool clothes. You know, she was, I just did whatever she did. She found a diary. Like, uh, she found one of her old diaries, and in it, she, every page is just, Emily won't stop copying me. <laughs> I was like, nope, and I never, I never would. I never did. I'm just going to keep copying you. What are we wearing? What are we listening to? Now I've kind of found my own way, but as a young person, I just did whatever she did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good, good I ploy. did the opposite of whatever my sister was doing. My sister, my older sister was into, like, Victoriana. Oh. And so she always had, like, a high-necked blouse and riding boots and she's like gothy yeah but it was a little more romantic okay so it was like a frilly blouse yeah with jodhpurs and um, she's still a little like that yeah 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 she's still jodhpur in it yeah i did a, i did a couple phases of that i think my eyes i went through a lot of different phases like i would did punk you know i'd do something for eight months and then be like we're not doing that we're not punk anymore that's stupid we're doing only Victorian blouses. <laughs> <laughs> and I do that for eight months, and then I'd be completely over that. So I still kind of tend to do that, except now I feel like I just, now I have, like, the uniform, your adult uniform that you're like, I do jeans, I do a shirt that shows just enough cleavage, and that's about it. And leggings. Yeah, I, I haven't put on a pair of jeans. And look at me. Look at these. I know. Look, at look how many jeans. creases there are. <laughs> I'm a little sausage roll in this casing, and I got them on. You've got jeans on, and I just bought a one <laughs> we're, we're going in different directions this pandemic. <laughs> I was pretty excited. I'm leaning in. Lean in. Lean in. I also uh, was looking for, um, they have all of these shoes and boots now that are made out of, like, sleeping bag, puffy down oh, yeah. material. Oh, my God. Nice. I usually every year buy a pair of um like fleece line they're not fleece line what is it called it's like a sherpa, sherpa line yeah sherpa, sherpa line toms mm -hmm. and they're just garbage shoes they last me they're just my house shoes they i wear them in the house and they wear uh wear out after three months yeah and so i went to go buy my annual pair of sherpa line toms the other day and they were like 64 dollars and i was like 
I just, I'm not. Mm. No, Tom's. Thank you. So, um, I then started seeing all of these sleeping bag shoes. <laughs> I can't wear slippers, <laughs> but something that's exactly like a slipper, yeah. only it's supposedly a shoe, yeah. is okay. Sleeping bag, I, that sounds nice. I'm going to get a pair of those. There's, they, like, Columbia makes some, and uh, the ones I finally got were, oh, T, were Tiva, or Tivas, and they're called, I don't know what they're called. Anyway, they have, like, cute colors, and they're, like, puffy, but they have a shoe bottom. Yeah. I'm going to get, you know what I'm doing? I'm going back to Uggs. They shamed us out of them. Remember, every, every guys were like... It's the dumbest look in the world. G-tight jeans stuck into Uggs. And somehow we got shamed out of Uggs. Even though we're like, but they're warm and uh, they're very comfortable. And they kind of slip on really easily. And most of our shoes have heels like this and uh, make it so you lose a toenail. And I would like to go back to Uggs. I'm going back. Yeah, mm -hmm. might as well. And there's tons of cute ones. I got shamed out of them. I'm, I'm reclaiming Uggs. I'm going to yeah. go back. Yeah, I'm going to get like a, a real fuzzy, poofy situation. I'm going to wear it with everything. I'm going to wear it with shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can it. stop me. I have I have a really great thing to tell you that I feel like you're going to be excited about. It's not that great, but it was the kind of thing I, after it happened, I was like, Jocelyn's going to really be fond of this. <laughs> um, you, you know the voice you do with dogs. Right. Okay. So when you see a dog, when you talk to a dog, you do the most incredible, one of my favorite things about you, the most incredible voice. Uh, and we've talked about it. It's not a put on. It's not a put on. It's, it's actually just... completely, I have no idea I'm even doing it. And in fact, it's caused me a lot of embarrassment because I... I've done it in front of coworkers. I've done it in front of, you know, people that I respect. <laughs> not you, but people that I respect. And um, I, got, I got it from my mother and everybody in my family does it. I so it's that. just like, it just happens. It comes out. Like it's that. so great. Like, could you could you tell Chip? Well, it's hard. It won't just come on. Yeah, you're not yeah. Gonna... I mean, thing about thing about Chip right now is laying in the sun. He's getting on his belly, and it really feels nice. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you're just old and you're tired, and then man, that sunshine <laughs> really gets you. Oh yeah, laying over. Look at that belly. Look at that belly. Um, it's my favorite <laughs> thing. It is my favorite thing. So the other day. Uh, my youngest, who was 12, was being a real butt, and we were arguing. It made me cry. It makes me, like, laugh cry when you do that. It, like, I love it so much. I'm always just like, oh. So embarrassing. Um, so he was being a real butt, and I was trying to get him to do something, and he was like, no, we, we do never do that. We never have to do that. And I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it was one of those times where you're like, hey, will you take the recycling out? And he's like... No, it wasn't even that. It was something that, like, a child would have no idea about that you have handled every... Oh, you know what? It's like, let's use this. I, this wasn't it, but it was like, hey, can you please make sure to shut the door because the, the heat's going out and, you know, you're letting the cold air and that costs money. And he's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't ever cost us any money. And you're like, no, I, I pay the bills. I know how much that costs. And he was arguing with me in that, like, obst obstinate teenager shithead way. And I was like... I all of a sudden, and this is, hey, I'm not saying this is great parenting. I came, I all of a sudden started doing a mean version of your dog voice as parenting. Where I was like, oh, all right, all right, you know how much the hot, you know how much the heat costs, you know how much the heat costs, you know how much money we spend. I've been writing checks to Animal Mountain Girls, have you been writing checks to And he 
did not know what to do, and he was so mad, and he was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that voice? Stop doing that voice. And I was like, I'm going to stop doing this voice. You know, stop doing this little tiny voice. I'm going to doing this. And he was so mad at me, and he, like, like full went to his room and slammed the door, and I was like, oh, my God, what an effective tool. And then, like... And it wasn't like I was doing it. It just, like, came right, out of me because I was out. so disgusted with him arguing with me about something he, as a child, has no idea about. And it happened, like, three more times. And it is such an effective <laughs> parenting tool. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good parenting. I'm saying it's effective. Because you're not being mean. Like, you can't be like, me, 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 because that's what they do to you. And it's not, you know, it's shitty. But being like, oh, you're such a god. Oh, you're just in charge of that. You're just in charge. It was so great. I thought you would really... I. <laughs> Definitely do that. But I take it one step further and I make the animal be the one that's doing the corrective behavior. (laughs) So I'll do it in the dog voice as the dog. And um, it really, like, it kind of smooths it over a little bit. Like, I'm not telling you to do this. The dog is telling you to do this. Yeah, the dog wants you to shut the door and not let the heat out. The dog wants you to stop fucking touching the glass on the door when you go out with your giant <laughs> slimy hand. Oh man, every window in my house somehow has a teenager every window. Face print. A teenager greasy face print. Yeah. Just and then my kids are so tall, they're all about right here and it's just I always see it and go like, God damn it, it's so greasy. Yeah. Uh, well I felt really like good. you would enjoy that. I that love I've it. been parenting and I with think your dog voice. As a parent you go with what works. Yeah. Because 95% of what you try will not work. So you're going to have to come up with creative ways Yeah. to make it work. And you have to change it up. You know, you can't, like, cons- do the same no, behavior no, no. consistently. Something will work for a couple weeks and mm-hmm. never work again. Yeah. And you're like, wait, no, we had, this was going great. Yeah, for a while, um... We were doing, like, a chore wheel situation when we first moved into this house, like, rotating the chores. That was working great. This last week uh, with the kids, I was, no, everybody fell apart. Everybody was mad. It took two days of arguing to get my middle kid to unload the dishwasher. You know, it was I think just we've like, all, like, everybody that I've talked to had, like, a mega blowout with their kids. This last week? This last week. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if it's where the moon is in the sky yeah. or what the heck is going on, but I haven't talked to anybody this week who didn't have a major blowout. I, I grounded Bodie for the first time ever. Wow. I grounded him. Which, by the way, is total torture for parents. Because yeah. then you have oh, the I kid know. around Ugh. all the time, forever. Like, Arthur was grounded this week. And he was he was grounded for the whole week. And um, so no phone, no media. And he followed. And they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. He was, like, bugging all of us to the point where we were, like, tearing out our hair. Like, just following around being like, ah, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And he was totally doing it on purpose because he was trying to get his phone back and we had to all just kind of be like and it was rough yeah it's like oh now we're all gonna watch a movie together because there's no other option wow all right chip's going after a squirrel wow chip make it happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this has been a really frustrating week yeah the kids are with their dad this week and i had Last week, I felt I got nothing done, and I felt so stressed out, and, like, it was, a, it was like, a good week with the kids. Like, it was one of those that kind of flies by, you know, and you're, like, getting work done, getting school done and stuff, and then, 
uh, this week I, I was like, oh, that's right, now I can get, like, adult stuff done and not just school, not just, like, focusing on math and crap. So, yeah. This week, actually, I'm having one of those um, extremely grown-up weeks where, like, I wrote a letter to the Public Utility Commission. <laughs> Um, because, about them raising the rates? Yes, about 20%, them raising... 20%. Suez Water is raising our, this the area's water. So they're a monopoly. There's no one yeah. competing with them. Raising our water 22%. Yeah. And in the little thing they send you, at the very end, it's like, because they have to tell you, they're like, oh, yeah, so we're raising your rates 22%. Everybody's going to see a rate increase of about 33 to whatever dollars a month. And also, we're going to make $10.4 million in the next year in revenue. And so I wrote, like, a very scathing, and I encourage everybody in Boise, if you're on Suez Water, to write to, the, it was very easy, you just go to the Public Utility Commission and write them a letter, and um, you can email it, it's actually very easy, but I wrote a very, I started it with that uh, their rate increase was ludicrous. You know what they called it? They said their rates were unjust. Oh my god. That was the word they used to justify the raising it, that it was unjust. unjust. They were unjustly low. Well, I disagree. Yeah, because I pay like three hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yeah, for my water it's, bill. It's wild how high the water rates are here, and it's funny because in the you know you can read other people's letters, and a lot of them were retirees who were like, "I'm on a fixed income, and if my and last last month my water bill was one hundred and fifty dollars, and it's raised by fifty dollars, I don't know what I'll do." And you're like, "Jesus Christ, these guys are such pieces of shit." Yeah, as if somehow we're not already in a financial crisis. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so we have a job now, but we may not. You know, like this, we're all on a fixed income. I don't yeah. know about you, but yeah. no. I don't know where extra money is going to come from. Yeah. That, and that was the next uh, letter and situation I handled was my credit card. So I had, a, I had a traveling credit card, you know, that's why I would, like, usually typically put flights and all my travel stuff on there. Um, and then back when I got sick, I had to put a bunch of medical stuff on there. So... When COVID came around, they sent out a thing that said, Bank of America sent out a letter that said, hey, if you need COVID assistance, you can defer each month. You can say, I'm still having COVID hardship, and you can defer your payment. So, of course, I've been doing that since COVID hit, being like, sure, defer my payment. Um, and to be honest, I did not pay very much attention to it because everything has been chaos. And I was kind of just like, oh, great, one less payment I can think about for a minute. So in the meantime, since March, Bank of America has charged me $1,203 in interest oh on this credit card. So I, uh, they, I had called them and said, hey, uh, if you don't take this $1,203 off, I'm, no, I'm not going to pay this card off. You can just write it off as a loss. I don't own a house. I don't own, own anything to come after. My, my uh, career is gone. You can't garnish my wages. Either pay the, take this $1,200 off and I'll pay the minimum payment. Or don't, and you'll never see this money. And they, and I had read a bunch of stuff beforehand on like, if you negotiate with them, they act like you can't, but you absolutely can. Right. So I on I called them. I told the first person that they're like, oh, and then transfer you. Tell the second person that they transfer you. It was so interesting because they did this whole like, first they had somebody who was nice to me, then they had somebody try to bully me, then they had somebody who was really sympathetic who then came back and was like, good news, I can have them take one month of interest off. Then I had somebody call back and like, or then I had talked to somebody who was like, um, really like tried to make me feel ashamed. Like, you know, a lot of people aren't paying their bills right now and, and like trying to make me feel bad. And I was like, oh, I, you're not Bank of America. And I realize this is your job. Like, I'm never rude to those people. Cause I'm like, this is, you're not Bank of America. I'm not mad at you. You are a person with a call center job. 
each person I was very nice to and very polite to, but I just kept saying, if you take this $1,200 off, I will pay this card off. If you don't, you guys are being predatory with this thing that you send out saying, don't worry, defer your payment while you're still charging interest, but not making that clear to people. And um, in the end, what happened was they hung up on me <laughs> after wow. talking to them for an hour and talking to like four different people, no, five different people. The very last woman was like, okay, I'm talking to our specialist right now. I think we have something uh, worked out. And she came back and she's like, hello, hello. Oh, I guess she's no longer on the line mm -hmm. and hung up on me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what they do. So good luck getting your money, Bank of America. <laughs> You're never going to see a dime of that. And they were like, well, we can really harm your credit. I was like, oh, I had a medical catastrophe a year ago. And I ended up spending about seven months fighting with my insurance to pay things. My credit is shot. It's done. And I had it gotten it all the way back up to good. And then it got destroyed by all that medical stuff. And I've just been like, no, oh, it doesn't exist anymore. And after COVID, what are they going to do? 40% of the population right now says that they had to come up with 250 extra dollars. They could not do it. What are they going to do with credit scores? They don't exist anymore. There's no such thing as a credit score. Because how are they going to take half of the population is getting evicted in this, like, in this COVID thing? And you're going to take people and, like, somehow hold them to a pre-COVID credit standard, everybody in 2020 will be like, yeah, that whole spot right there was COVID when my entire industry disappeared. Right. I just was like, yeah, go for it. Destroy my, my already bad credit. Uh, try to garnish my wages. I don't have a job anymore because my whole, everything I did is gone. It was, it was actually very satisfying. I felt like quite an adult. And then, guess what I did? I made apple butter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> My parents brought over a box of apples, and look, this is for you. Oh, thank you. I made you. apple butter. Oh, man, I love apple butter. It's I'm going to have Dave make some bread. Well, I was planning to give you a loaf of bread as well, but uh, I finished, I did all the stuff and got it ready, and then I was doing the final proof, and I had to go do a podcast yesterday uh, down in the basement, and I told Alex, all you have to do is turn the oven up to 400 and um, then down to 350. And I left instructions, but what I did not tell him was take the wet towel off. And he baked the bread with the dish towel on it, oh. and it baked into the bread and also kind of caught on fire. <laughs> so that bread's a loss. That bread's, we're not doing that bread. Well, next time I will bring you, because now it's actually cool enough that you can bake bread. So yeah. we have a bread season in our house. I'll which do is the butter. You bring bread. Like bakes, you know, frantically for yeah. several months and fills up the freezer. And then we don't bake from, I don't know, June through September. Um, I would love some Dave bread. Yeah. Every time I was, when I was on Instagram and I would see your, your bread situation, I'd always be like, mm -hmm. bread, bread. <laughs> yeah, it's good. He really, he really has it down. I mean, he does all kinds of bread. Yeah. So. And he does, he does the. I'm a I'm a, an amazing cook and, and a mediocre baker mm -hmm. because baking is about following instructions. Baking is a science. Yeah. Cooking is an art. Exactly. I am a cook. Yeah. He is a baker. Like, yeah. Like he will he's made baguettes um, now for years and he still gets out the uh, cookbook and reads like four pages of instructions like the heavy text. Yeah every single time he gets ready to do it. Like, I will glance at a recipe, get the gist, and make it, and never look 
I never measure anything out. I I know how to do it. You know, even if it's a new recipe to me, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. So, but it's such a science. And so I'm not scientific enough. But I did figure something out that I think was um, led to many early baking failures. And I can't believe that I didn't know this. Which is, there's two kinds of yeast. There's actually lots of kinds of yeast. But just at the grocery store, there's one with a red lid and one with a blue lid. And one is quick-acting yeast. Yeah. And one is instant yeast. Yeah. Which, let me tell you, like, that sounds real similar. You know, instant or quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. not instant? like slow or fast. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're the both quick, need- the quick needs ten minutes minimum, right? Is that right? Am I see? I've also this is probably also well, why I've been fucking. So I don't know which one is which. All I know is oh. that when I look at a recipe now, I'm like, there's a difference. So I think oftentimes what I yeah. did was just used the yeast that I had. Yeah, and that wasn't the right yeast for whatever the recipe I was using. I was using the wrong one. I was using quick instead of instant or I was using instant instead of quick maybe that that's what happened to me yesterday because that bread I mean thank god honestly Alex left a towel on it and burnt it because uh it was one of those times where you're like rise rise damn you <laughs> and I kept like looking and looking and it just so like not... Dave makes breads where he puts in like the tiniest tiniest little pinch of yeast like I don't know less than an eighth of a teaspoon of yeast and then he puts it in the he makes the makes the dough and then puts it in the fridge for you know 14 to 24 hours and it raises so slowly but that like develops the flavors yeah but then like i'll make um i make japanese milk bread and you use a ton of whichever one it is a ton of that yeast and you make it like within four hours yeah yeah, the one the I was thing. doing, and I, you know, I think you're right. I think I used active instead of instant yesterday, but it was definitely, it was very disappointing bread. The apple butter, though, Thank pretty you. good. I'm excited. <laughs> I was pretty excited. And I'm glad you didn't just give me the, the dish towel bread. Here, it's a little blue. Don't <laughs> worry about it. And I was going to have to be it. like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> it had the imprint of the dish towel, and it had a lot of the fabric still stuck in the top. When I pulled it out, I was like, Oh my God, the towel, and it was burnt. Like it had caught, not caught fire, only in a couple places, but it was singed and like I had to throw the towel away. It was great. I love that man so much and he is such a little nutty professor. Like he always is doing and saying these like, like wonderfully strange things where I'm like, why wouldn't you take the towel off? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I just thought maybe you said, he goes, you said, all you have to do is turn it up to 400. And I was like, I did say that. And this morning we were talking about something and he thought that, Falcony, you know, that falconers, he thought the falconer wore the hood, not the bird, <laughs> which I just think is so funny. Him picturing these falconers with like these like blinder leather hoods on and a bird on their arm. I just think that's the funniest image. And I'm like, what did you think the hoods were for? And he was like, for a falcon attack <laughs> in case the bird comes after you, which I just, I love it. I love it so much. I for sure would wear a hood if I was falconing. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, I was like, they're a very small bird. You could punch it out of the sky. He's like, they're predators. They're a predator bird. I was like, okay, okay. So I have to ask you something because um, part of what made up this week was that Bodie made a Rube Goldberg device yeah. for school. Have your kids had to do this? No, uh-uh. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
So he like got all this shit. He has, you had to do a simple, accomplish a simple task in a complicated, with a complicated structure. Oh boy. So it's one of those things where the ball hits the dominoes, hits yeah. the skateboard. So he spent three days on it because he was grounded and made this <laughs> incredibly elaborate root roller work device that turned off the light switch with a banana grapes. Oh, but one of the things that he got out was um, we had all the Halloween decor out, and we usually have a Halloween party, so we couldn't this year. Yeah. And so we have like all of these plastic eyeballs, like millions of these plastic eyeballs. They're basically like a ping pong ball yeah. that has an eye eyeball on it. So the night that he got it all out, he had the bag of, of these eyeballs on his bed. And all night long, one ball would fall onto the wood floor, and it was so quiet in the house that I would hear it drop and then go, and this went on all night long, and I was like in a white hot rage. But then, at one point, I was sort of asleep, and I was like, he's fucking running down the hallway. Like, he's running down the hallway in the middle of the night. I'm so mad at him because. There's these eyeballs, and then I heard all the eyeballs go, like, crash, and they were all over the floor. I woke up the next morning, I was complaining today, because I don't sleep well, and it's always some kind of scenario like this. And I was like, oh, shit. It was an earthquake. No, was it really? Yes. And so we looked it up, and we have had an earthquake almost every single day in the same spot, like, outside of Stanley, like a 2.7. Yeah. And it's all it's always in the middle of the night and I've been waking up and realizing like whatever weird situation I've experienced in sleep. Like I thought Dave had a really bad Jimmy leg the other night. Oh my god. And then I woke up and I looked I was like, oh, it was an earthquake. Yeah. And so I'm feeling these earthquakes. That's so funny. And they're like invading my brain. So you yeah. haven't felt them? You know, so the first one that happened, because they said that these are like minis, but the big yeah. one that happened, yeah. you know, we were in the apartment at the time, and that was on the third story, and that shook the fuck out of us. I've never, I mean, I haven't ever been in like a big earthquake before, and that was pretty shaky. And then I was feeling them in the apartment on the third story. Even the aftershocks, you would feel pretty well. Since we moved in here, I hadn't felt them. I felt a couple times, in the, like you said, in the middle of the night, um, something kind of shaky, and then I would be like, what was that, you know? Um... Although, when you say that, Alex wakes up pretty regularly in the middle of the night and does something weird just about every two to three nights. And now I'm wondering if they're earthquake related. Well, we're like, and he'll like get up and have like a big tossy-turny meltdown and then fall right back asleep. And I'll be like, like in the morning, I'll ask him about it and he'll never remember. Like he got up the other night, he woke up, bolted up, sat up and was like, God. I haven't called my family in like two months. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, two months? I can't even talk to my grandma? God, God. And then he like laid back down and fell asleep. And I, in the morning I asked him, he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. But it's always something like that, like really unrelated. And I'll be like talking to him there. I'll be like, are you dreaming about your family or something? He'll be like, no, I just can't get comfortable. And then he falls asleep. So next time it happens, yeah. right? Just note the time and yeah. then look it up because I'm so curious. When I finally put it together, only because of the eyeballs, and then I went back and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I I thought Dave was doing something and 
or or it's just been all these kind of like slightly weird things like yeah the bed's shaking why would the bed be shaking and you don't logically go to earthquake i did hear one night the window pane wouldn't stop shaking and i thought i later i thought maybe i was dreaming it or something or it was just windy so yeah maybe it has been earthquake interesting yeah it's so weird and we've had them i you know like i just went back and looked at the 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 gis i don't know what it is called the earthquake service god i'm so bad at making a podcast it's okay. Alex rescued the audio. Oh my God. It's black too. What have we been doing? I just looked over and saw that was black and I was like, oh my God. Honestly, what are we doing? This is the best podcast we've ever made. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe it's still recording. I told Alex, I said, let's start scheduling it for 2.30 for your lunch so that Jesus Christ so that you can tell us whether or not like we're, it's working. I pressed, he showed, so today he goes, I pressed the button already. Just go ahead and press it again. Okay, well, another successful podcast, <laughs> you guys. Just the signature couple skate. Super great job. We did great. I think people only listen to this to just watch us descend. I'm so sad we lost the grandma stuff. The I know. Stuff was- that was great, uh, great content. God. It's always fun to talk about things that you haven't thought about in decades. Oh, my Lord. Well, this is so hard for us. This is hard. We need... Science is hard for girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid point. <laughs> um, I think maybe... From now on, let's schedule these for 2.30. Okay. And then that way Alex can come down and, and talk to us. I'm so sad we lost all that because we were talking about grandmas and you were just telling like the most amazing thing about your grandma and we were just, it was. And you. It was my, <laughs> I know, I know. It was like my most favorite thing we've ever talked about. And it's funny because look, in my book I have written down grandmas was one of the things I've been just thinking about grandmas. And yesterday I made a podcast with Lauren Faber and I was talking to her. I was just like. Tell me about your grandma because I've just been it's been in my mind for some reason thinking about how like Alex's grandmas are still alive. Wow. And they are lovely. Just like the sweetest people. And I'm like, man, how amazing it would be to still have those women in my life, you know, to still have those people around. But like, I don't know. I just was thinking and then your your grandma sound amazing. And then I was telling a story about my my one lovely grandma and then my actually evil grandma. So, so I had a, I had a lovely grandpa. And then an evil grandpa. And you were talking about like the nasty things that your grandma would say. And I had similar things happen with my grandpa. He was actually like lecherous. Oh, God. And one of the last interactions that I had with him, um, because he was like, he would just try and buy your affections. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't actually want to have a relationship with you or do anything to... um, be with you but he wanted to to like give you money at christmas but kind of make you grovel for it and make you beg for oh, it god yeah and i mean what kid doesn't want a crisp hundred dollar bill you know like oh he'd make you he'd give you a hundred bucks yeah nice. like a hundred dollar bill and or maybe it was a fifty dollar bill anyway it seemed like a hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> it might have been a 20 <laughs> I, I don't really know but it was a huge sum of cash but the last time maybe I saw him, I was probably in my early 20s and I had bleached my hair blonde and it was kind of like Marilyn Monroe-y a little bit. And he just like looked me up and down and 
I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was definitely like, wow, you're really, you know, fully developed or something oh, like God. that. And I was just like, this oh. isn't worth the money. <laughs> no. And then he died soon after and nobody has missed him since. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't have... Um, my step-grandpa was nice, but I didn't really know him very well. Lee and Van, they were lovely people. Um, my biological father never knew his father and had like a string of crappy abusive stepdads never really knew his background um and then my mom's father is since we're swedish i can't tell you why he sucked i'm not allowed <laughs> so not like the kind of thing i didn't realize till i was a, an adult my um mom an aunt after so he died when I was 14 of cancer but when I was an adult they were going through some things and I we I found a stack of love letters he had written my grandma and I was reading them and going like oh these are so sweet and my the women in my family were just getting tighter and tighter lipped and being more and more quiet and I was like oh my god it's so sweet that he wrote all these letters and they and when they were going through um their the stuff everything my grandma's they were keeping everything of his they were throwing away like just nope we don't keep it don't keep it and I was like oh my god what are you guys doing keep this stuff and they were like "Mm." and it wasn't until like 10 years after that that my mom finally was like there's a reason we didn't keep any of that shit you know like she you know but they would not feel comfortable with me sharing it which is too bad because that's kind of one of the things I've been thinking about grandma's is like um, when I was uh, in treatment, one of the questions, like one of the big things we spent a lot of time on was generational trauma and on basically like what have the women in your family gone through? What did your mother go through? What did your grandma go through? How far back can you trace trauma and how frequently like that stuff is repeated yes. generationally, even in a surprising way where like all the women in my family have married sexual abusers, you know, like uh, pedophiles, like a t- like going back generations of like back to Sweden, the women in my family have. And I, it's like, for whatever reason, there's this generational trauma of women marrying, you know, sexual abusers. And it's just, it's very, I don't know. I just started thinking about how much, how much shit your grandmas went through. My poor grandma, she, uh, got pregnant with a man that she did. They didn't even like each other very much. They got pregnant. She had, this was all a secret until a few, until like 10 years ago. Right. Um, she, she, uh, had a stillbirth, but it was too late. They were married. So she married him because they had gotten pregnant. They didn't even like each other that much. And then she was saddled. Hey, here's Alex, our producer who was unavailable producer. for the beginning. Wow, of Wow, Alex, wait or drop the ball. <laughs> I listen, I did forget to press record on the mics again. again. <laughs> it was the one thing you said, as you said. He very it's clearly the one thing goes. We all know it's just like it's funny because I made fun of you for the falconer thing, but this is this is dumber. <laughs> this is definitely. <laughs> I know he he was like, all you have to do is make sure there's a solid red. That's all you have to do, and I was like, I know, got it. And I'm I could not... I didn't bring it up. I mean, we're both. I'm making we're sure both... now. Wrong. We forget. We forget every time. <sighs> Yeah, you'll just have to, you'll have to fans up this one again. Um, but yeah, sorry about Whoops. that. Whoops! And then also this one died again too. I don't know what happened. We lost the stream for a minute, so. Yeah, we yeah. lost a lot of good grandma talk. Oh my god, we lost so much good grandma talk. We were ripping on God. We were <laughs> it was our best content yet. He just needs to quit his job and produce this full time. Um. Yeah, see, I had grandmas written down. Yeah. What other notes do you have? I have one. I have two more things. 
Well, you know, what's really interesting about all of that, um, that generational trauma stuff, which I think is a very real thing. I've certainly experienced it in my own family. But the other thing is how much uh, everything was a secret. Yeah. And I was not raised. I don't know if it's, I mean, I'm sure it's generational, but also some part of my personality, but I just, I just can't abide by secrets. Yeah. And by family shame and by like the things we do not talk about. Yeah. It's just not part of my existence because I've seen how much that has shaped the people that I love who've come before and they are, they're, they're already traumatized from whatever the traumatic thing is. And then they're re-traumatized by constantly keeping everything a secret. Yeah. And having to cover for your abuser is incredibly traumatic. And having those moments where everybody's like, oh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Yeah. And so um, a couple of years ago, it's probably about five years ago, my dad called me and he's like, well, I have something to share with you, but um, it's, it's, you know, it's sort of a shameful family thing. And like, he just kept hedging and hedging and hedging. And I was like, what? He's like, well, I just uh, had a letter from uh, a man in England who uh, is my brother that I never knew about. And so when my grandpa had gone away to World War II, he had fathered this child who he knew about, only never supported and denied. Oh, wow. The whole time, because that's the shitty person my grandpa was. Yeah. And so this guy had apparently reached out and wanted to connect with my dad and his brother. And my dad was just really embarrassed about it. And... I was just like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it so has cool. No- you have a I, was brother. Like, I was like, well, that's really interesting. It'll be really interesting to meet him. It'll be really interesting to find out what he's like, what you share, what you don't share. It's like, we don't have to take on yeah. like whatever shitty shit your dad did. Yeah. I was like, it would have really hurt my grandma, um, you know, but she's dead. I was like, yeah, we can just have it be open and have a conversation. And I'm not bringing that into my life. You know, yeah. and he had really set it up like it was going to be a big uh, family secret. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, no, we're not, we're not doing I'm that. Not we're do done. That. We're done. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel like I've even, you know, with my aunts and my mom, a lot of times I just will like kind of purposely say things very casually so that they can and I it's funny because I feel like the healing the women in my family have had in the last three years you know they say like if one person goes to treatment for trauma ever the whole family does and like it really has become clear that they're like yeah yeah absolutely like they've started to actually have conversations and be like yeah that stuff happened where before I mean you just get a, a, a bunch of silence on it so yeah. Right, like a sexual assault, yeah. you know? And <laughs> I remember my mom in hush-hush tones telling me, you know, about a sexual assault from her from her teenage years. And and she carried so much shame about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, you were a teenager. You experienced this horrific thing. And then you have to live with it for your whole life as though you somehow did something wrong? Yeah. Like, what... What planet do we live on that that's the reality of it? It's a very common reality, by the way. Super common. It's not It's not something new or something like one poor woman, you know, or like all this shame around abortion, all this, you know, shame around having your period. Like oh, yeah. All this stuff. I'm like, wait, why are we ashamed of this again? 
remind me. Do you remember how embarrassed you were of your period in junior oh. high? Like, I remember going into a stall. Um, first of all, I had like the crazy heaviest period as a teenager. And so I would bleed through a pad in one period, you know, like in one class. And then I would have to go in between classes to the bathroom. And do you like, I remember like unwrapping the pad. Oh my God. And somebody could hear that so softly. And then you'd have to like use that little trash can that has a door on both sides. So it goes And so you'd like slip it in and I would, this is so gross, but I would take the used pads and put them in my backpack Mm -hmm. rather than make a squeaky yeah, noise with the trash sure. can and I would throw them away when I got home because I was so embarrassed of my period which is wild because I grew up with um, three sisters my mom and two lesbian aunts who lived here in this house with us and my grandma so I grew up with women and I don't nobody here was trying to make me feel ashamed of my period it just no, it was didn't matter. just that's the thing it's this collective shame yeah it's a collective shame and it makes zero sense that half of the population is experiencing this yeah. kind of stuff and, and secretly yeah we're all just like dying a thousand deaths I when I had my period I had these shorts that I would layer so I had like a a uh, kind of a pair of bike shorts and then another pair of uh, like pleated shorts that I would wear over. And then I would put the pad because I knew I was going to need another pad in the pocket of the bike shorts. So Smart. it was hidden yeah. because how were you going to get, you know, like what are you getting out of your backpack when you're in the stall or you would never ever like go to the bathroom during class and like take why are you taking you your never, bag like, grab a tampon out of your bag oh my and, or a pad you know and be like no. oh no never in a million you had years. to like somehow Sneaky. transport it sneakily and so i had like this dual short system <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing but that's then i like, couldn't put my hands in my pocket because i was worried that it would make that crinkling plastic sound yeah <laughs> i started really early uh, I started when I was 11. And yeah, I think I got my period when I was like 11 or 12. And um, this, I had it in May. And then in June, I went to gymnastics camp. And I got it at gymnastics camp. And I was so embarrassed. I didn't tell anybody. I just bled through all my clothes and then would wash them out at night and then bleed through it again. And then eventually some of the girls... And so I was um, the oldest camper in their cabin for whatever reason and the girls one of the girls found that like stained underwear and was like oh my god you're pooping your pants and I got to be very high and mighty and be like it's called a menstrual cycle look it up and but I was actually dead inside and then what the camp counselor was like oh um sweetie do you need pads or something or do you like are you on your period and I was like I was I remember being so ashamed even though it was a female counselor I was in an all-girl cabin I remember just being so embarrassed and she only had tampons and she tried to show me how to put a tampon in and I remember she explained it to me outside of the stall and, and I remember like, standing nope. in there with a tampon <laughs> just being like what and she's like you just got on like I was like I'm not doing that and they ended up having to drive to town and go get me pads because I was like crying and like i'm not doing i'm not using a tampon and i actually didn't use tampons till i was like night until i had kids yeah which is really wild to me now that i used pads that long rather than i just tampons really intimidated me for some reason and then the first time i used, I used one i was like uh, oh they were so uncomfortable yeah when i was young and then i was like wow, well they, how the could everybody were right <laughs> six inches long like having a hot dog inside of you right and of course you weren't like getting any hot you weren't even getting tampax you were yeah. getting like some kind of you know 
Western family. Yeah, Kotax. Like bargain box. <laughs> yeah, my, definitely we got the like cheapest dollar store super cardboard some of some of them where you like you'd go to put it in and the applicator didn't work so you had to push so hard yeah i just remember being like yeah they just like couldn't them. make things i mean just think about how stupid that is yeah like that you i'm sure that we developed car technology to do like cars oh, yeah. can do all this stuff and we've yet had erectile dysfunction pills since the 70s <laughs> but tampons were square for 40 years <laughs> oh that's what a shame um i have okay i have two more things um one of them is okay so you know we talked about our j crew purchases the other thing i got are these look at these fun little sunglasses look at these they're so cute but they're a little big so the only way i can wear them (laughs) is with the croaky is with the (laughs) croaky which i never have so alex wears croakies all the time all the time he just wears them he's like yeah i like them you can take your sunglasses off and i've always been like um to me croquis were always uh a symbol of like the biggest dork on the planet oh, really? croquis are like yeah like that's the dorkiest thing you could own that's the that is like the death of fashion is a croquis and uh then i tried them and i was like these are great <laughs> bye these are super look you just take your glasses off hang them on see your i neck, come and from it from a sportsman's standpoint which is like if you take a, a whitewater rafting trip yeah you have to have them or I just lose sunglasses apparently. <laughs> I just lost seven thousand pair of sunglasses. No, because you in have to life. have like your best sunglasses. My best know. is a pair I got at a comedy festival. I've only ever these are the first I got these. They were six fifty. I've honestly this year is the first time I've bought um, sunglasses since high school because I used to just get them from comedy festivals. You would just they give them to you, and I used to have like a ton of them. And you know they would give you for merch stuff. They would give them give you or my label would give them to me and stuff. Um, this is the first time I had to like buy sunglasses and I'm pretty, I was well, like, these are I much... love, I love a red frame. I have they're some fun. red frames, um, but they're more of a like Wayfair style. Like, yeah. Kind of like these are. And I really like them. Those are fun. So I'm a croaky gal now. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club. Thank they're you. They're super handy and they're safe and they're <laughs> reliable. <laughs> And you can now go white rod rafting. See, that's why I feel like this week I'm like, oh my God, I'm a grown up. I have croquis. Uh, I wrote a letter to the Public Utility Commission. Like, this is real shit. I'm proper grown up. It's all happening. <laughs> well, and- the purchase that I made was I had to buy a new computer. And it was, it took me like five years to buy a new computer because they're so expensive. So I do like um, freelance graphic design stuff. And so I have to have a MacBook Pro. And luckily my MacBook was, um, it's a machine versus a toy. So it lasted me. I actually used it for 10 years. Nice. But I had to get a new one this year. And... um, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Like it was easier to buy a car than it was to buy that computer. Yeah. But what I found so amazing about it was like, you have to agree to all of these terms. Like you're already giving them $2,700 and then you have to agree to all of these terms of use and you have to give them all of this information about you. And in order to just even use it, like you could spend that money and then you'd be like, well, I'm not going to agree to any of this. You just wouldn't be able to use it. There's like nothing else like that in your life. Like, can no. you imagine spending, you know, $10,000 for a new car? And then you'd have to be like agreeing to a laundry list of 
user agreements to use it. Like I mean, to I me, you kind of do if you're like, yes, I'll take a driver's license, please, and insurance. And they don't ask you that though. When yeah, you that's buy a true. Car. When you're just you don't a car. have to like sign anything yeah. that says, you know, like to to use the computer. You have to say, you know, agree to all of these privacy things that they're going to like just take away your yeah. privacy. You're ours now. Yeah. And I was thinking like, I just would like to have there be a few things that they're going to give me in return. For instance, you know, they always have that pop up that says like, are you sure you want to delete this? I think there should really be like a built in pop up. Like, are you really sure you want to sell send this email? Like, yeah. Maybe you just... Do you want to sit on this one for a couple days? <laughs> yeah. We, you used the word fuck three times <laughs> right, and we seem pissed. this and we see that you didn't put an attachment on it, but also <laughs> you um, are cursing or whatever. Yeah. This is to your ex. Are you sure? <laughs> are You want to you wanna make sure this isn't a like, whim? Do me a fucking favor for all of this that I'm giving over to you. Like, how about if I buy a pair of pants... Why don't you tell me these are going to look really bad on you? Yeah. You know, no. there's no prevention there. These are, you know, you're a high-waisted girl. These are low rise. You know, you don't want these. I just really feel like there could be some built-in um, benefits. Yeah. Since I'm giving up so much. Yeah. There's, there and like, be... I'm literally just like, what, well, now you can use the computer. Like, okay, well, why don't you do some things for me then? Yeah. You yeah. know? I agree with that. I agree with that. My uh, my laptop is it was a hundred and fifty dollars yeah. because I break things. I'm a breaker. That's why I don't pay for sunglasses. That's like I people always have said like, oh, you have a lot of kinetic in- energy, which is a nice way to say clumsy. You're very clumsy, and I am like my phone is shattered. Yeah. This is a, this is the replacement. I've replaced four phones this year, and I just people are like the insurance isn't worth it. Is is when you drop it every eight minutes. <laughs> Um, and I, I just like break things. And so even like I had the same laptop wildly, I had a little Lenovo that lasted me eight years. That was $150. And it was time like, it was so I'm so cheap about stuff like that. And it the keyboard was broken. I had gotten an external keyboard, which also broke. And it was finally like, okay. And I got like another just $100 Chromebook because I'm like, I'm terrified. And also traveling, like I've had so many comedian friends get everything stolen and their like $1,200 laptop got stolen too. And it's much like whenever I'd be traveling, it felt good to be like, you can take my, do you want my laptop? You can just have it. It was $100. It's fine. Well, so. and I'm very similar in that I break things and I can't always be trusted to take care of them. But I don't have, I didn't have another choice. Like they don't, you can't get a deal. There's no discount one. And And you need it for, if I did something like graphic design, like Alex, you know, his uh, MacBook Pro got stolen and it was a $4,000 computer. He'd had it for like, you know, eight years or whatever, but it was a $4,000 computer that like basically he had to let all of his freelance clients go right? because he's like, I can't edit. And And he was doing video editing and graphic design and he had to like, basically let his uh his self-employment like be like well i don't do this anymore because without that you know you can't do any of that shit you can't do that on a lenovo you (laughs) just can't so no you can't and so one of the old on my old laptop it had a magnetic plug-in thing so if you tripped over the cord the cord would pop out of the computer which i must i've tripped over that cord 
once a week for the yeah. last 10 years. So the one thing that the guy at the Mac store told me is, oh, you're going to want to note that this cord is no longer magnetic. Oh, and no. I was like, I don't know if I want this computer. Like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm leaving. You can have I my can, personal how information. How can I not trip over this cord? No. I've never not tripped over the cord. I always trip on the cord. Yeah. And now it doesn't pop out. So then this thing is going to go careening. That's saved my ass would, so many times. I would be terrified of anything, anything oh, nice. It's terrible. Although I have been thinking lately, I mean, as long as we're doing a pandemic, I years Years ago, as long as we're doing a pandemic. As long as we're doing a pandemic. <laughs> Listen, if we're We've doing agreed. that, I used to have a nice computer like a decade ago, and it was because I played World of Warcraft. And I've been thinking, you know, plenty of people are making a very good living on Twitch right now, uh, playing games. And and why shouldn't I get back into World of Warcraft? I I quit playing pretty much all video games, although I occasionally play Heroes of Might and Magic Sticks or My Masters of Orion 3, which are very, very old mom games is what they are. Um, but I occasionally will play those just kind of like, you know, for fun. But I've been like, what if you just, because I quit because I was like, you need to write a book. You need to get your shit together and like do all these projects. But if we're doing a pandemic anyway, doesn't it feel like I should get a decent, nice gaming computer and play World of Warcraft all the time? You're nodding, so I'm taking that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, she's feeling it. I just... I don't know what any of those things are that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Good, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I just... I don't know. I, I've been so productive. You know? Really? I've been so productive for like 10 years. Yeah. And I had been like, when my career gets going, when I finally have some money, it kind of seems like maybe that's never going to be the case. And so I think I might just sink back into being you know, a lazy dirtbag. Get a romper. I'm getting a romper. <laughs> I'm going to find a fleece line. Clearly, one. you know where I fall on this. <laughs> I gave up. Uh, yeah, no, it is really weird being an ex like a highly, highly productive person. Yeah. And ha like about once a day, I'm like, what could I do right now? Because yeah. I've never had to stop and think. I'm not a stop and thinker. I just barrel through my day there's so much going on there's so many places to go there's so much stuff to do like just you've been always one of the busiest people I've ever known because you guys have the winery you guys I mean you're you work full-time and I do kid, freelance you do freelance you're always busy and I feel like the same I used to have two festivals I was touring I was writing I was coming up with a new hour every year I was recording and now it's like you know, I'm like, well, on Thursday, I make a podcast with Jocelyn. <laughs> and I only really kind of do that since we don't record it. So it's like, <laughs> I've been starting dinner earlier and earlier. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's four. I guess I could start dinner. Yeah, I make fucking babble <laughs> butter. That's we're how much famous time I in our house for not eating dinner until 930 at night. And now I'm serving up dinner at like six. And everyone's yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like. And it's going to get worse because I've been able to, because this yard was such a disaster when we moved it in. Yeah. I've been able to kill a lot of times, like pulling weeds and planting and digging and doing and gardening. And now once it gets cold, I don't know what I'll do. Mm -hmm. And I've been like, you know, I'm like, there's not really a lot to do. You know, I've picked in up a winter. tiny bit of freelance work here and there, but like, all my, I'm not all my good freelance comes spring, summer. Yeah, exactly. The winery, I mean, we'll do our like holiday blockbuster stuff, but all of that. Well, and I used to, for freelance, I used to do quite a bit of punch up for scripts and stuff for people and, um, or do like marketing scripts. Like they'd be like, Hey, we have a real estate, you know, we want to do a real estate thing. Can you make it funny? And I would do punch up and make things funny. 
Um, but like not a lot of that stuff is happening anymore. Like a lot has been canceled and people aren't really, also people aren't spending money like that anymore. So yeah, my free, like that's dried up and I'm just sort of now like, well, time to make myself a little orc and run around and, and do pixelated nonsense. Cause I just don't know what else I'm going to do all winter. I don't either. I'm actually terrified. Yeah. I I've been, so how are you doing on your 10,000 steps? I've been doing good. I've been walking um, about three miles every day. So I don't know how many steps that is, but I... Um, it's almost 10,000. I think my my um, 10,000 is about 3.27 or something. Yeah. I walk the neighborhood every day and I do like a little different route every day, but I kind of just like... Um, one time around the the area is one mile. So yeah. if you, I kind of just estimated, but I do that every day and I've been doing a little yoga, you know, and kind of just, you know, it's funny cause I'll, I'll make myself a list of things to do every day and then I'm done by like one and then I'm on, and then I read for a while and yeah, I've been trying, like it used to be, I've got to get all these things all checked off my list and now it's like, I'm going to save that so that so I, I have, have one to thing to do tomorrow. <laughs> At least when the kids are, I'm pretty busy when the kids are here because of school and just, yeah. you know, just c- cooking and cleaning and keeping after them is enough. It's, you know, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure something out for sure. Because I've been saying that for eight months. Me too. Because I, I was like the first week into quarantine. I was like, okay, well, this is going to last till June. Yeah. So. Boy, how will we make it till <laughs> June? Uh, yeah remember when it was gonna be we're all going back in june and then remember it was like everybody's going back for school yeah now it's like we're gonna be lucky if we get to have christmas yeah i like they just made that announcement yesterday that they were like you're in for the hardest six to 12 weeks of your life (laughs) like cool okay (laughs) because this hasn't exactly been a cakewalk no 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 um (sighs) the only thing i have left is uh my parents were over the other day and I realized I can't really complain to them about my teenagers. Like we were talking uh, about, I was talking about one of my kids was being a real butt about doing a chore and like turned it into this monster fight for like hours. And as I was talking to them, I was thinking how number one, my parents raised five teenagers. Yeah, I'm only doing three, but then also the shit I'm complaining about, I'm like, oh, my kid is being so, I'm like, he's being so rude about the dishes. He's being such a little jerk. He's being so rude. And I was like, I think at that age, I disappeared for three days and went <laughs> camping with some 30-year-olds. And also, I was allegedly selling LSD. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, the shit I'm, compl- like, I was such a bad kid. How do I ever complain to them about how hard it is to parent? Because, like, all we were all wild. The five of us, I, not so much my oldest sister, but the rest of us, we were all wild. Like, my my older sister, she moved to Portland when she was 16 and, like, was like a total just like partier really wild like we all moved out early we were all like hard partiers and my kids I'm like I'm like you know what sometimes he just won't pick his towel up and I'm like oh my god I can't say what am I gonna say to you you were literally afraid for my life every day for five years and I'm like geez these guys it makes me really worried though yeah because what I'm afraid of like with Bodhi he's so delayed that um he's still kind of has you know like 10 year old behaviors yeah like doing bad things is like not doing his homework or, or whatever 
Um, I feel like that's where a 12 year old should be though. I feel like. No, he's 14. 14. Okay. Well that's, yeah. Okay. But yeah. still I almost like, I've, I've really appreciated one thing I've appreciated about quarantine is like my kids are getting an extra year of being a kid yeah. instead of being out, like trying to keep up with other teenagers and doing like. But a, is it just a, delayed? Cause I was hearing somebody talking about how horrible they were in their twenties and what a trauma it was for their parents. Because at least when they're in your house, yeah. a lot of times you at least have, you know, they're alive. Yeah. Right. But then, like, I was really defiant in my 20s and just had zero contact with my parents. And I think about, like, well, that must be really terrifying yeah. for a parent. Yeah, to that's just hard. be like, I know this person is making really bad decisions all the time. And where are they? And we didn't have cell phones or anything like that. I, well, and I think I think that that'll be something we see with Gen Z is that after this is done, there's going to be a rumspringa right. where kids go bonkers right. for a couple of years and just like really go all out. Um, either that or they'll just be, remain the most introverted, like homebound generation because like my kids are all like... You know, my oldest was already kind of, you know, an, an an indoor kid, obviously. But like now I'm like, I can't even imagine what college will be for him. Like, will he go wild? Will he get to college and be like, will he go to college? Will he go I'm to college? I'm still not convinced that we're preparing them for for anything that's uh, that relates to what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 30 years like, ago, it, 25 years and, ago. And yeah, that's, you know, my ex and I were talking today. He's really concerned with the quality of education they're getting. And he was like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And I was like, I just think that it's going to be so different that maybe it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter that like, it's okay. It's all right. Their education. Oh, look, that little bee found you. And is like, who's this flower? <laughs> who's this beautiful flower? Yeah. I mean, I don't worry about... Th- what I what I worry about is like not the content of education, but more the behaviors, which is like teaching you, well, you know, a lot of social emotional development. Yeah. Um, responsibility, accountability. Accountability is something that I when you when people don't have it, um, it's it leads to lots of disturbing yeah. situations and behaviors. Um, so I worry more about like teaching them behaviors. Yeah, that's a good point. But um with this online thing um oh, God, i just so don't cold. know what the reality is going to look like yeah so i don't know what we're preparing them for well and so my- i just think like decent being decent people you know being responsible taking care of yourself helping others what well, and, you know there were thousands of years prior to this where kids didn't go to school you know that's something my ex is so he's really hung up on like them not being in school and not being part of the social structure. And I'm like, your family used to be your social structure, you know? Um, I understand that's uh, used to be your, your neighborhood, your family, your, town, your, t- your- and, and I'm like, I think maybe it's, maybe it's not a bad thing that a lot of kids are sort of like being raised by their parents right now. Although for a lot of kids, I'm sure that's shitty and rough and yeah. I can empathize with that. But like, you know, for my kids, I kind of feel like what he was my ex today was saying how hard it is to have him around more. And, and I, it is hard and it is stressful, but I'm enough of a mom that I'm like, but I do kind of love it. <laughs> Everybody has to hang out with mom. <laughs> and even on Friday, we had a fire out here in the fire pit. And we were like, I got all the stuff for s'mores and a roast host hot dogs. And I was like, we're having a fire night. We're partying. We're going to hang out. And the kids were like, we do not want to hang out with you. <laughs> we have been school with you Monday through Friday. We don't want to hang out with you tonight. And I was like, fire night. Woo, fire. And they had no interest. I made them come out and sit for like a half hour, which they did very reluctantly. 
and um, one of them stayed on his phone the entire time. And I was like, oh, we're spending some quality time. And they're like, there's nothing but quality time. There's been quality time for eight months. We're so done. Please don't make us hang out with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then it ended up like me and Alex just sitting out here by the fire while I was like, dang. But it was fine. But like that's, you know, I don't know. I kind of. We watched um, my octopus teacher oh yeah have you seen that no it looks good so i have to say it was the first thing that i have experienced since quarantine started that took me out of my head oh wow it was i guess sort of it was real but it's so foreign it's so beautiful it's so peaceful it's so quiet and introspective we all were just mesmerized. That sounds great. So if you great. need to like I'm gonna watch take that it tonight. down a notch. Yeah. And we were all just like, like nobody really wanted to watch it. And I was like, well, family movie night. And guess who decides? Me. <laughs> we're watching this. And I'd heard some, some good reviews of it. But it was such a peaceful, sort of joyful. It's, it's sad a little bit. It was just kind of the whole of human experience only about octopuses. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds amazing. I love octopuses. I will watch that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. That's my rec for my pandemic recommendation. I have uh, like the opposite. We watched uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow because it's a werewolf movie. It's Halloween. Um, I really like Jim Cummings. Did you see Thunder Road? You would. Thunder Road's my rec. It's really good. And um, really unique and and sweet and kind of like strange and fun. Um, But... Alex loves that director and I really like Thunder Road. So we watched his new like werewolf movie and this is, has spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. I just can tell already by your face. You're not going to watch it. So I can spoil the fuck out of it. <laughs> um, it was so fucking disappointing and I was so annoyed with it. It was like, because I was like, woohoo, a werewolf movie. I love a werewolf movie. Not enough werewolf movies in yeah, my opinion. Very few. I started, too many zombie ones though. Too many zombie ones. We immediately, <laughs> I, or Alex and I started writing in a werewolf movie immediately after because we were so annoyed. But it was one of those where it's like supposed to be a werewolf movie and in the end it's just a fucking it's just a slasher movie where a bunch of teenage girls died and I just was like that's it like the werewolf it turns out not a werewolf you know like I'm sorry if I spoiled that for you guys but honestly if you skipped it you wouldn't miss the movie because it's not not a good movie and I was bummed because like the reviews of it were really good and first of all the pacing is off it's one of those where you're like you can tell they filmed it in two weeks because everybody's talking really fast and the, the tone was off. Everything was off. But it, like at its core, I was really disappointed because it kind of like presents itself as like a, a movie with some woke ideas. Uh, but at the same time, at, at the end of the day, it was just like a movie where a bunch of teenage girls die for no reason because a man hates women. And I was like, that's so what you like did, Jim movie. Cummings. That's what you did with your werewolf money so also, disappointed don't at me because i said octopuses i know no i think they're both right can't you say octopuses i don't know well but s- somebody's gonna mansplain to me about it i'm gonna go mansplain and everybody will tell me why i'm wrong about the werewolf movie but i didn't <laughs> think it was good i thought it was it was poorly paced and annoying and i thought the script was weak and i also thought he played he did that thing he did that thing actors do where they're like uh, I'm not super experienced in acting so i'm just gonna be mad a lot which mm. drives me crazy so not a recommend or watch octopus movie instead. Yeah, yeah. Octopus teacher. Oh, are oh, these like blankies? Clean laundry? Did you bring us blankies? Case it's cold. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I think we're about finished. Uh, any notes? Any notes on anything? No. Okay. <laughs> I just thought maybe you wanted to be part of things. 
Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> Just brought us blankets. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'm sorry I didn't record the first half of the podcast as Don't usual. Don't apologize to me. I was here. I enjoyed the conversation. We <laughs> had such a good conversation. Um, you know, sometimes maybe it's good that little nuggets of it are just for us. You know, there was a whole, what, four and a half Well, we minutes? used to be able to go out to lunch and we yeah. would always say like everything that we couldn't talk about in the podcast, we would yeah. talk about at lunch no. and we would go and have pho and, yeah. you know, really down God. and dirty goss. And we can't nice? do that anymore. Mm-mm. So... I, I hadn't, I'm a, since we're both good cooks, I think a lot of people are missing eating out because they're terrible cooks. And so they're like, I haven't eaten good food in so long, or they're still eating out and putting people at risk and not really giving a fuck. But I haven't really missed eating out. Cause like my job means that you eat out all the time. So when I come home and people are like, let's go to a restaurant. I'm like, ugh, takes so long. I hate it. But now I've started, like, it sounds so amazing to just go get pho with you right now. Eat those wonderful little egg rolls that they have. Yeah. gossip a whole bunch see somebody we know there that we don't like very much be friendly to them to their <laughs> face later be like oh my god did you see they were a mess they were a mess did you see that they were a mess yeah uh, that's the only thing about eating out of that i miss yeah although i have been thinking like what what would it be like like what would i get if i was gonna go out just kind of to smur- spur my own creativity in the kitchen because I've done all my tricks now. Yeah. You've seen all the tricks. Me too. All the things that take three days to make, I've made. Um, the kids are finally like sick of my cooking, which I am very versatile and I cook all kinds of food, but I've done everything now yeah. for eight months. And it does finally hit a point where I'm like, Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just fuck it. They do contactless delivery. So, like, I kind of just want to have a date night. Yeah. I just want a date night where somebody else is cooking and cleaning up. Because yeah. mostly what I'm really sick of is the fucking dishes. Yeah. The dishes are intense. Yeah. So, especially if you're actually putting effort into the cooking. So, I just Ooh, want somebody else. Maybe even I'll do the cooking and somebody else can. Yeah, I heard those like F-16s. Yeah, they've been wild. They've been so many of them. When you texted me the other day, did Trump push the button? I was like, for real. (laughs) There was probably, I don't know, 20 in a row of the loudest jets go over. I was out here and they were super low and super loud over and over. So, yeah. Yeah, terrible. Well, anyway, well, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you guys for being here. How many people stuck around? Ten of you. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, Sorry if the audio was rough today. Uh, We did tape outside because it was so cold in the shop. Um, I'm going to try and figure out a heater situation so we can, although it's not like the sound is much better in the uh, (laughs) shop. So thanks for sticking around and watching the outdoor version of Couple Skate. Um, And just in case you haven't noticed the time limit or the timeline, we do this every Thursday at 1 p.m. Although I think we're going to switch to 2.30 so that Alex can make sure we're actually recording (laughs) properly and we don't lose the live stream over and over. Not over and over. We always lose it once. I don't know why. We just lose it once. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, this uh, this will be up on the SoundCloud and on iTunes in a week. So if you couldn't handle the sound, you can listen to it again. Better. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're not. Okay. Anyway, love you. Bye. Till the end of time.